Hi, this is Adam from Chef Life Radio. I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine who's doing some great work. Have you done all the hard work of writing a book, but you can't get it in enough readers' hands? If so, check out my podcast, The Reluctant Book Marketer, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out his podcast, won't you? The links are in the show notes. Yes, life outside of work, right? Gotta have hobbies. Someone told me that once. What's your hydrometer sitting at? Woo! The last table is served. The station is broken down. Everything's labeled and put away. Your inventory is complete. And now it's time to meet me on the back dock where all the most important meetings are held. Take a deep breath and enjoy a job well done. Oh, yes, chef. At ease, kick off your clogs, smoke them if you got them. Welcome back, cousin. Time for a beverage. Tonight, I think I'm in the mood for some uh, lightning in a bottle, something to strengthen our resolve and get us moving. Not in the right direction, then at least with the right motivation. Maybe some of this uh, North Carolina mountain shine flavored with uh, some spicy peach. What do you say? Whoa, man, slow your roll. That's gonna, wow, you gotta go easy on that, man. On this episode of On the Dock, we caught up with Chef Maria Campbell after the show and learned some things that will kick your ass or at the very least finally convince you that you're not crazy for feeling the way that you do. And now, the interview. And so now we're on the back dock with Maria Campbell. Okay. So hey. now I get to ask you the really good questions. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> so there's really only two questions that I want to ask. Number one is how bad did it get during COVID for you mentally and emotionally? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're willing to go there, I, I think, am. you know, I, I think, I think a lot of our listeners could probably, yeah. you know, connect and relate to that. Yeah, I think there was definite, you know, I, I should give a, a caveat to, you know, I don't have parents. I have my in-laws and I have a sister. My dad uh, died uh, suddenly at 46 when I was married about six months. And it was sudden. It was a heart attack. And he was a big, heavy worker, very stressful life. I grew up divorce, you name it, dysfunctional family. Nobody would think of it when they see me. They're like, oh, you got it together. But you can't, <laughs> you can't see that stuff, right? I, I also grew up with a, a mentally ill mother um, who's still living, uh, but I didn't know that. So there was a lot of just uncertainty, right? And so in the moments of being alone or an orphan, right? I feel like an orphan sometimes. I don't always you know, Maria's got to be the tough, like, I got this, like, I'm taking care of everybody. Action will care is my thing. And if I'm helping people, I feel good. And I'm also a stone extrovert. So, you know, I get my energy off of conversations like this, talking with you, you know, it's like, wait a minute, this is like prison to me. You're telling me I can't see people and <laughs> the joy of like knowing this whole void I normally feel. And the thing that makes me feel great is actually just being around people. And I, I love the food business. Give me in a kitchen or a cook or do anything. I love that. But I realized I need people. I need interactions. I need I need that like I need air. And so there was a period where I noticed my energy getting really low. I was sitting by a window. I 
actually was watching my my niece and my son who uh he's eight and I had my niece who's a year younger and I was helping my sister because she was an essential worker when it first happened and I was like I'm not feeling well, not sick. Like I'm just negative thoughts were in my head. I was not, I had low energy. I was like, I'd go for a walk and just feel lost. And like nothing was piecing together. It was kind of like spatial in a way. And it was like, I noticed it happened day one happened again day two, happened again day three. And I finally, I did a puzzle by myself, which is not me. It's my sister. I was like, there is something not right. I need to call somebody and I need to get either a therapist or, or something like I'm not doing well, but I, I have an awareness where like, I'm noticing, like I wasn't doing anything about it. And it took me a week. Like it was kind of like, I'm a, I'm a, I should say, I'm also a bottler. I'm an emotional bottler. So, like, I wait until the bucket gets oh full. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> you know, and then it, it comes Then it out. all comes out. Oh, it all comes out. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but I, you know, I work on it. I journal. I meditate. But at that point, I had no habits. I had, you know, I mean, it was just completely shifted. And then I started scheduling coffee hours with some of my friends virtually on the phone. Instantly, I felt my energy come back. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an extrovert. I can't not talk to people and just talk to, I love the kids. I love them, but I can't just talk to children. I need a conversation, <laughs> you know, to, to help me get my energy. So I derive my energy from others. And so did you find that you got the most benefit from feminine contact, you know, be it with your girlfriends and, you know, there's this, there's this idea that, uh, that I was given that, you know, if you can imagine the women out in the field picking and they're putting all these things in their basket and they're talking to one another as they're, as they're foraging, you know, at some point they got to empty their basket. So if, if nobody's asking, Yep. <laughs> yep. because they got their own shit going on eventually that basket's going to get kicked over so did you find a lot of solace with your girlfriends i did and then i also learned something about myself because i'm a bottler and i also hold on to things so even in those conversations i felt like i wasn't really opening up other than like hey i'm not doing so well and they were were sharing some things of like turmoil and like not doing good and going into detail and i noticed myself not sharing that i'm like i'm working on this and i'm doing this and i have this thing going and they kept saying the same thing like oh marie you're like keeping yourself busy and i'm like yeah, but i'm not I almost wish I was doing it the way they were expressing it because I'm like, am I really bringing myself there? Or does Maria, this person have to show up even with them? Do I have to be a certain person? Like I got myself together. I, I saw myself doing that and I, I'm still struggling with it. Like, gosh, I'm thinking about it. And I have those conversations were so long ago, but we had two, we had two more after that and I felt better, but I thought, one of my friends should call me out on a little bit, like, but, uh, you know, and I'm like, you need that, you know? Yeah. You need friends who are going to tell you the hard truth. Like, yeah. You're being an asshole. Stop. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why, you don't need to do that. And I didn't, you know? And so knowing that you're an extrovert now yeah, in a way that you probably never knew it before and uh, a bottler, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what are what are you doing now? How are you actively engaged in your own self care? Yeah, uh, therapy has really been helping. I I developed like such anxiety from like seeing people not feeling the same way I was to being like, okay, I can't be the only person feeling this way. So I did therapy weekly. Needed it. I also journaled and then I downloaded an app, the Calm app, uh, which I needed that too. I was like trying to go on YouTube to be like, oh, I'm going to like meditate and do a guided meditation. And it was not working. <laughs> like if you ever listen to one and you're like, I don't like his voice and what are they saying? Why are they saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I need like a something I can go to because I, I can't listen to the same one over and over. I'm going to get bored. I think I'd be bored as a, a Buddhist. Uh, I can't say the same <laughs> thing over and over. And so you're now still actively engaged in doing that. Yes. I And I found certain ones I like. I like they had a thing on there like a LeBron James talked about even like how he uses his mental focus. And then I found that I like certain sounds to calm me down. So on that app, they also have like downpour rain or rain on a window or urban rain or an oscillating fan or I never realized how my external environment, like I don't have a mantra that I can say a word or a phrase. I've been trying all summer. Last summer, I was like, people would tell me like, just get a phrase and it helps you focus. Like this BS, it's not working for me. I, I just, my mind just kept wandering. And then when I found this sound, I was like, it's rain on leaves. I can follow the raindrop as it like goes through the tree to the ground. So when my mind wanders, I can actually attach it to something else. And it was like the first thing I'm like, finally, I've been doing this for months. And now I'm like, it just like clicked because I was trying to do it like other people's ways. That, that was also the problem. And so I'm hearing you say that, uh, don't give up. Don't give up. So what are you looking forward to now as things start to open up a little bit? I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we've been working on with Cooks Who Care. I, I Honestly, when you put so much work into something to like think about, like how can we redefine ourselves in a way that's inclusive and sets us for good? Like, you know, I was scared for a long time. I'm like, oh my God, you put yourself out there. And you're like, I'm saying this is the way we should do it. But there's also a point where like we no one's doing anything right now and you know inaction I think is really important and something we're good at so I've I've gained my confidence in it and being like you know what just do it and Maria how does it feel to be you right now Mm. some days I'm like what the hell am I doing (laughs) uh it, it does it feels good like this is the first time to this summer like the stress level is lower I'm actually taking a vacation. I can't believe it. I'm I'm learning how to fill my cup in a way that nourishes me and not burn the other end of the candlestick. I had a I had a huge breakthrough actually recently in therapy and realizing like I've been a workaholic forever. And I, I can I can say that I'm learning how to be more aware to stop it. But I had a breakthrough. It was like, why do I do it? What, why, why is that a thing? And I realized there's a connection to 
my past being young is like I treat myself the way I was treated, which is neglect. And so I don't give myself a blanket when I'm cold. I don't drink a glass of water when I'm thirsty. I don't, I'm hungry. Go grab something to eat. These are basic nourishment needs. I'm not saying anything extravagant, but I have told myself somewhere along the line that I don't need that. And then like, I've gotten kidney infections. I've had, you know, pneumonia twice, (laughs) Uh, once when I was pregnant. And that was like oh my gosh. a huge wake-up call to me because I could have been on the journey of developing an autoimmune disease. And I just woke up like no one else is treating me this way. I'm treating myself this way. And if I learned new behaviors, which Cooks Who Care helps me do that, I can be accountable with a community that cares and that does help me. I mean, it helps me every day. Everybody, I'm trying to help them, but it helps me. I don't want to keep operating the way I do at the detriment of my family and myself. Right. You know, if this reset taught us anything, maybe it's about time that we put ourselves first every once in a while. You know, because nobody can carry that burden. And, you know... I, at the beginning, it feels selfish, you know, because we're in such a habit, like you're not going to be in this industry if you're not a nurturer, you know, if you don't want to care for other people. And yet for most of our careers, we put other people's needs in front of our own. And, you know, while that might be the path to success, ultimately that's just going to catch up to us. And it sounds like you've got some really great tools now to be able to manage that. I'm getting there and I'm working at it. Like I'm aware and I'm working on it. It's never perfect. Ever. <laughs> Sometimes I don't finish my meditations. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I'm not, I can't sit here anymore. But I, but I keep doing it to your point. Like I just keep doing it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show up again tomorrow. See if I can do it a little longer. Well, listen, uh, I think both of us are going to show up tomorrow and, uh, and continue to do it. So I really look forward to the summertime. So uh, yeah, I got to get up and see you soon. So yes, yes. I, I'm so thankful for this conversation. Me too. Me too. It's so good to see you. And, you know, that's what the show is all about. You know, it's not going to be pissing and moaning. It's going to be about, you know, positivity, Uh, not positivity in the space of ignoring what's real, but that there's always something to call out of it. So even during a year of, for where I was, everybody operating in emergency mode, 10, 10 for, you know, 13 months, Like, how long can you keep that up? I mean, they even rotate the military out after, you know, 10, 12 months. But the point being is, yeah. And then everybody expects, okay, now we're going to reopen again. So Mm. there's a lot that we as uh, industry professionals can do to educate those above us because, you know, you're always managing up and down. But the minute that we abdicate that responsibility to someone else, then you can't really bitch about it, man, because you're not really doing anything about it. So I'm so happy that you and your organization are doing things about it. And I really look forward to assisting in any way that I can. Thank you so much. This has been a special crew member only episode of On The Dock. Can't tell you how much it means to me that you are part of the crew, stepping in and raising your voice to be counted. There's a new kitchen culture coming and we all get to be part of it. It's what we always wanted to begin with. We'll be dropping new episodes soon, including Line Check, music to break the line down to. Here at Chef Life Radio, we believe that working in a kitchen should be demanding. It shouldn't have to be demeaning. It should be hard, 
It just doesn't have to be harsh. We believe that it's possible to have more solidarity and less suck it up sunshine, more compassion, less cutthroat island. We believe in more partnership and less put up or shut up, more family and less fuck you. Needless to say, we believe in you. Finally, consider for a second for all the blood, sweat, and tears we put into what we do that really, at the end of the day, it's just some stuff on a plate. None of it really matters. It doesn't define you as a person or make you any more special or less than anyone else. It's just a dance that we're engaged in, so we might as well laugh and enjoy every bit of it. Or didn't you know that the purpose of your life should be to enjoy it? Like it, Hefe. I love it. I am humble. Goddamn, the glory of Fox, I don't live on now. <laughs> Check us out at facebook.com forward slash Chef Life Radio, Twitter at Chef Life Radio, Instagram at Chef Life Radio. Stand tall and frosty, brothers and sisters. Until next time, be well and do good. This show was written, produced, and recorded by me, Adam Lamb, at the Dish Pit in Bardo, North Carolina. It's co produced by Thomas Stephenson. Chef Life Radio is a product of Foodworks Media.